Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, here on your community radio station, Forward Radio. We broadcast from the top of the historic Hayburn building here in downtown Louisville at 106.5 FM. We also can be found online at forwardradio.org. We live stream there and you can find uh, podcast versions of our programs whenever you want them uh, at forwardradio.org. And we really encourage people to go to FordRadio.org to become a part of this community radio station. We're entirely listener-sponsored, so it's your dollars that are keeping us on the air. And it only takes 20 of them a day to keep this great community resource going, so that's not a bad deal. And it also takes volunteer power, so all of us on this station are volunteers. And if you want to get behind the microphones or help us out behind the scenes, you can do that at FordRadio.org. What we do each week on Sustainability Now is bring in folks from around the community who are doing the really good work of paying attention to social, economic, and environmental concerns all at once and working on creating a better future for everybody that works for everybody and pays attention to the environment. And there's an organization in town that I think does great work in that respect, and it's Youth Build. That's going to be the topic of our conversation today. And I want to welcome to the studio Victoria Rodriguez. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Victoria's the Urban Conservation Corps Manager for yes. Youth Build. How uh, long have you been doing that? Six months. Oh, wow. So she's new in this role, y'all. But, oh, man, a lot has happened in those six months. We're going to talk about that <laughs> yes, today. Yes, this is true. <laughs> and we also have a 2016 alumni of the Youth Build program. Lafay, Lafayette uh, Mitchell is in the studio. Welcome, Lafay. Yeah, nice to meet you. Good to have you here, man. Uh, so, wow, 2016, you finished the program, but you're still involved at some level, right? Yeah. So tell us about what that looks like, what this program is like. It's a program that helps you get your GED. Yeah. But they also teach you trade skills and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's really kind of like workforce development, right? Like helping people get skills that they'll be able to use in a job. Yeah, it often gets uh, compared with Job Corps. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. And it's all it's all practical skills. What what are the range of skills people learn at Youth Build? Man, everything from <laughs> construction to CNA to landscaping. Yeah? Yeah. And so you go through different stages, you learn these different skills one at a time, or is it like a, like in a high school where you're going to one class to another to another throughout the day? Sometimes it could be like high school, and then sometimes it's just whatever the day brings. <laughs> all right. And then... Tell us about the Urban Conservation Corps part. Is that like a subset of these skills? So the Urban Conservation Corps is actually a year-long program that after 1,700 service hours or 365 days, the students that are in my program get a $6,100 award to use for additional school or college of their choice. Wow. The construction group is a larger class, but they have a smaller amount of time, so they're on a quarterly basis. And I think they get a little over $1,000 after three months of service. It's a similar thing, just a smaller thing. And their program is more geared, because we're, you know, we run on different grants, um, to get them their GED. So it's for students mainly who don't have a GED or high school diploma, and then they can get that through their classroom in the morning or whenever they schedule that time with on-and-on teachers and educators that we have on campus. Oh, okay. And then um, then in the afternoons or whenever, then they learn the, the trade of the construction, and then they go off-site and do jobs and that kind of thing. Do most of the participants have, like, some high school? Some high school, yes, uh-huh. Like a lot of the students there at Youth Build, they'll come from all different kinds of, um, uh, what would you call it? Backgrounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, backgrounds, but just more school backgrounds, let's say. Yes. Yeah. Like, so you got people coming in at all different grade levels, and, you know, they're supposed to make improvements. So it doesn't matter 
necessarily doesn't matter which grade level you come in on because usually you end up leaving with something higher. Well, so that's the goal, right? So they're, tape, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. tape tested when they come in and they receive the tape test and then, then they're tape tested again on the completion of the program to see if they've improved, um, of course, for our reporting purposes. Yeah. Um, as far as my program goes, though, the, they have to have, it's part of our grant that they have to have a GED um, or be really close to completing one. Oh. And so mine can be high school graduates and um, GED graduates. So it's a little different. Of course, we're, you know, we have a huge umbrella of services that we offer. The youth field model is kind of a one-stop shop for these kids who maybe didn't get all the nurturing at home or what, what have you. Um, and we kind of just get them on their way. We have case managers on site. We have little, uh, the mayor's summer work program on site for the younger kids. Um, so we really just are trying to get everything uh, under one roof where they can receive all their services and the support they need to make a good effort this life. Huh, huh. So what does it take to qualify to, to join the Youth Build program? Are there, I mean, are there, you're, you're targeting certain populations or we ages? Are, or? We're, tar we're targeting um, disadvantaged youths, you know, people, uh, you know, West End, Smoketown, we really, you know, we're in a Smoketown neighborhood. And just... Well, essentially, undereducated, I guess I'd like to say. Yes, yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyone can just walk in, you know? Wow. Any, any, any day of the week, you can walk in and apply, essentially. And wow. Before the end of the week, generally, they have them off to fingerprints and, and whatever. We want to serve as many as we can. And if we can't serve you now, we'll get you in contact with an agency that can serve you. Wow. So, and we also have the, the housing. So we have a lot of students who are homeless. And then we get them housing as well. And oh my gosh. Um, get them, you know, a stable roof over their head, something to eat. I have a woman that comes in every Friday and delivers a whole bunch of food that she gets as, as a donation from Whole Foods. Wow. And we hand all that out. So it really is. So they have a good start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is there housing on the campus, too? There's not housing on campus. Okay. Um, but we partner with a lot of, you know, rental agencies and things like that. And we are trying. We recently got some properties from the city to re renovate them. And okay. then we're going to. We had a truck hit one, so we've got some oh, structural no. issues. But, um, you know, the, the goal is to have a laundromat in the bottom and then apartment housing at the top, and then we would have, you know, a place for our students to okay, go. Okay, you mentioned that, and I know exactly which building you're talking about. I saw that truck hit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Huh? Yeah. So the participants can be of all kinds of ages, I would imagine. 18 to 24. Uh -huh. 18 to 24, okay. Yeah, so is there a relationship with JCPS? We have, a, well, some of our teachers come from JCPS, okay. um, and we do try to reach out to JCPS when there's students who maybe don't complete high school for some reason, yeah. or they go to alternative schools, yeah. because we really have to um, source what recruit, you know, recruitment is. Um, we're, we don't really advertise or anything like that. It's just kind of word of mouth. So we try to see which kids are dropping behind or might you know, need some <laughs> yeah. other kind of skills because not you know school isn't for everyone maybe not everyone's going to go to college you yeah know? yeah and we've, we're starting to see a lot more of the um of the refugee population as well so oh. um there are i'm sure going to be more opportunities as far as that's concerned uh, so you've got some non-native english speakers in the we program do. Now yes too? wow uh -huh. cool yeah there's all kinds of skills you can develop in the right. job here <laughs> So tell me about your experience in the program, Lafey. Like, um, you don't have to tell me all your background, but yeah. <laughs> but just tell me, like, what's it been like going through the program? How has it changed your mindset and your skills? Uh, when I first started, man, like, I didn't have, well, I had people skills, but <laughs> I chose not to use I a see. lot of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess uh, I was more shy and more conserved than I was now well than I am now 
but at the same time, like, uh, you know, I just felt like back then I ain't had no direction. Mm. And, you know, now I'm doing a lot of different stuff and making an impact on the community. Because and you know what I'm saying, that stuff's important to me now. So Yeah. Yeah. So if I can't do it then you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. how so, old were you when you came into the program? When I came in I was like just turning twenty. Just turning twenty. Yeah, right. I was just turning twenty. <laughs> wow. And now what's what, what's ahead for you? You're you're just sort of graduating leaving youth build now, is that right? Uh no, nah, uh, I had graduated in two thousand sixteen. Even though I say 2015, because I got my uh, GED on December 17th. Nice. That was the that was the day I took my last test, and I I oh. just knew I passed. Wow! <laughs> Congratulations. But uh, yeah, thank you. Um, but when um, like after that, you know, I just kept giving my time to the green spaces in Louisville, and I started helping and just saying yes to every yeah. project that they had and. I ended up uh, messing with a few different um, organizations in Louisville as far as like uh, Louisville, like Love Louisville Trees and Louisville Grows and, you know, more more from that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So uh, since then, you know, I've been like kind of dominating the whole green space thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what really of all the things you learned about it was green spaces and trees that kind of drew you in most. Yeah. Man, I can't even say like yeah. I ain't gonna lie, like it was the uh the first time I grew my own pepper plant. <laughs> Cause you know, I like spicy stuff, but uh oh, nice. Man, I I remember when I successfully grew like I was growing everything for real, but like I cared about that pepper plant a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh so yeah. basically I grew cayennes and it was my first time like really like seeing everything germinate, everything come to life from seed. And I just remember, uh, <laughs> you know, I just remember starting all that. And um, that same summer, I remember just people would ask me, like, do we grow all of this and do we grow all of that? And I was like, yeah. yeah. And then I'll bring them right to the pepper plant. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, you know, people ask, like, is it hot? I'm like, yeah, it's hot. So, <laughs> And you know, like uh, it it ain't like compared to back then. Like you know, uh, cayenne pepper was pretty hot, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like a fresh one is can still be like real hot yeah. even nowadays. But uh, <laughs> like it was, I don't know. It was kind of funny, like letting people experience that I for bet. themselves. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. <laughs> well, and it gives you uh, like this sense of agency and power too, when you can. You can grow your own food and understand what that what's required, right? Yeah. When we're just going to the grocery store and taking whatever we you know is put in front of us, you know we're kind of slaves to that system, right? Like this this puts the power in your hands, and that's what I love about growing food myself. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, I actually didn't eat strawberries back then because all I was tasting was that uh, that store bought strawberries. Uh-huh. And now I can just look at them now and tell the difference. Yep. <laughs> and it's a difference. Like, I would not put one in my mouth. Like, even even if they say it is organic and everything like that, like, ain't nothing like a fresh strawberry for right. real. Like, <laughs> or a tomato or a cucumber. Yeah, uh-huh. no, any of that. Like, yeah. all, all the uh, all the green stuff that you buy in stores, like, man, if you if you 
got your own it like it ain't nothing like it like even if you pick it off of somebody else's bush like you can taste the difference like right then and there from from you know from tang to texture man yeah. like you can tell and as as that part right there is part of what like changed with me when I went through youth build because I never experienced some stuff like that I didn't even know where sunflower seeds came from sure yeah <laughs> right man, I can't get rid of them <laughs> but uh that's great well yeah so it's like stuff like that like and you know the importance of all that because uh, at first you know I was just walking through uh walking through life just you know just walking like yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just just moving just forward, forward, forward. And you know what I'm saying? Like as much as a lot of people in that same situation will feel like that's some kind of direction, it's not. Mm-hmm. And uh like so basically, uh when when I finally stopped seeing in tunnel vision, you know, started looking up around you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what they I don't know, I felt like I got like a whole different meaning when they said, you know, stop the smell of flowers because you know, I was in that now. Wow. <laughs> so I had like a little rose bush that I attended to all the time and you know, like <laughs> there's all the pros and cons that come with that. And wow. there's more pros than cons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it sounds to me like you're gonna be growing things for the rest of your life. That's what that's what it sounds like <laughs> to me too. Like Yeah. I mean, I really wouldn't wanna do it like uh in green spaces that I'm not like familiar with or that sentimental with uh-huh. for real but uh-huh. uh i mean like i'm coming around on that sometimes and like, <laughs> <laughs> like whenever i see uh, a garden or somebody's growing something like i like i'm automatically enthusiastic about it so that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. well just being a sport support for everybody else who's growing food that's a huge role to play too. yeah and especially uh like teaching other people who came from mm-hmm. the same kind of uh background like the importance of it all, like yeah. from the trees to, uh, I know a lot of people don't have access to fruit trees, but you know, right. like, uh, so from the trees to the flower, you know what I'm saying? There's still like a purpose in every flower, whether it's for aesthetics or, you know, or health reasons. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. My guests today here on Sustainability Now are from Youth Build, Louisville. Uh, you just heard from Lafierre Mitchell. He is a 2016 Youth Build alumni, and we also have Victoria Rodriguez in the studio, Urban Conservation Corps manager. If you want to play along at home, you can learn more about the organization at youthbuildlouisville.org. How is this awesome program funded? Do you just take donations or what? Well, we do take in-kind donations and donations. Um, also, we have Lynn Rippey and our... Um, grant staff that is yeah. uh, hard at work behind the scenes yeah. every day of the week. Um, Lynn is phenomenal uh, in, in in the community uh, building and engagement that yeah. she does and the partnerships um, that allow us to be able to, you know, operate the program and she's always trying to find out you know, what we can work together and who we can do what with to, to build that, that base. Um, but yes, by all means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Youthbuildlouisville.org is where you can go and You can also find in. our wish list there. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Not just money, right? Right, right. All kinds of stuff takes uh, required to support this work. Um, is this based on like a national model or is this something really special to Louisville? There's a national model. Um, with youth. I think there's a little over 280 uh, youth okay. builds. Uh, and... A woman, I think we believe in New York, saw a need for yeah. children this age, or youths these age um, and just ran with it. And 
there's of course different models, and and as far as the Urban Conservation Corps is, there's models as well. Yeah, they're not as known, but we're we're up and coming. You know, I, I think as we uh, people start to, know, to see the value in it, um, yeah. just even being outside. You know, I took the kids on a whim to Falls of the Ohio. I had never been and heard about it, oh, it's and so the cool. kids loved it. And cool. um, and we went to Bernheim. We shout out to Bernheim uh, Forest. I had never been before, and it was phenomenal. We had a four week program there. And they have a new a new education woman, and she's great. And they were all so warm and welcoming. But the things we saw, we saw, and I felt like it made us better. Don't you together? I, I mean, like yeah, like uh, Birmingham is dope. Like, like, like it's it's way bigger than uh, Louisville's campus is ever gonna be. So it was some hiking, but uh, you know, what I'm saying I definitely picked up a few things from her, like in uh. One of the best parts about it was probably just like the comparing the stuff that we did have in common mm. and then learning from what we didn't because, you know, they, they had different stuff like like everywhere. And, you know, their stuff is infused with uh, art as mm. well as uh, forestry. And so, like, I remember <laughs> uh, we was on one of the hikes and – like, I was asking, I was like, hey, y'all ever prune these trees? <laughs> like, because, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's the difference that I'm talking about. Like, because, because uh, they're, you know, we, we more like controlled gardening and yeah. farming and stuff like yeah. that. And that's what we can really get our hands on. But they got like a whole uh, arboretum and stuff like that. Acres, so, acres, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so when they, you know, tree care is different for them. Yep. Like. And, you know, like, uh, they kind of garden, well, not garden, but <laughs> they take care of their land the way that I would take care of mine in a way, in a, in a more like a, in a sense of freedom, because it was like, uh, I remember I was watering these, uh, plants and this, like, this dude came up to the gate and he was like, he was like, Hey, you shouldn't water those, uh, directly. He was like, just, oh. just water. I'm like. I'm like, man, what you gonna do when it rains? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, it goes as far as to say, uh, the best example I'd probably say is like, uh, there's no such thing as a house plant with me because they all plants. And you know what I'm saying? Like, none of them belong in the house. Right. So, you right. know what I'm saying? If, if you, you know, I've, I've had stuff that you would never think bloom and it has like the, uh, some little small flower or something like that, yeah. but it blooms. Yeah, you just got treated differently. Like you know, what I'm saying like we going off of what somebody from some book or somebody else's experience was. Yeah, and gardening is all about your own experience because there's a whole bunch of different ways of doing it, and even me and Victoria garden differently. <laughs> <laughs> bet, yeah. So, uh, like, and it's not to say that we butt heads on it, but it's it's we definitely. Like would definitely choose to go our different route because it's what we know, but we also open to new different like techniques and different ideas of it because like if you like if you don't grow like that, then you know what I'm saying you can't grow nothing at all. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Lots of ways to do this. Yeah. Now, when you go to a place like Bernheim, are you doing service down there too? Tell me about the service hours and what you all have been doing, especially during the pandemic, to help out the community. Yes, so we uh, we went in the morning and did and cleared trails for them, okay. and, and that was part of our service hours. And when I say 
I mean, they were very gracious. It was hardly like any work. We, it was more like, <laughs> you know, a field trip, which was great. Um, and then in the afternoon, we had we took a class or got to, you know, speak speak with one of the more individualized, specialized people. And Ren was phenomenal, uh, you know, with her education, yeah. her naturalist. And I would like to take the kids back on Saturdays in January to do her I, her eye naturalist program. Oh, neat. Um, as well, well, as well as the master gardener program. So, uh, a lot of up and coming things. I try to get these kids out to do a lot of service in the community uh, as far as I am a master gardener, so I do the master gardener staying with them, and I take them. You know, it's good for these kids to work with people like who are, who are that. There's a generational gap, of course, but also they have the knowledge, and we have the strength, so yeah. and that's kind of how I pair it with the kids. But they're building relationships and fostering these yeah. things in the community that, that I want to see built. Um, we go out to the West, uh, of course. We've been to... Amanda's garden, and we've also been to Louisville Groves or Ag in the City's uh, People's Garden over yeah. there off Shawnee, and they've done a lot of volunteering and work there. Oh, cool. Um, we, as far, wherever I could take them, I, I want to yeah. take them just because I think if they build these relationships in the community, they'll a come back, but also it reinforces the community, you know, and it's good to see people out doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's good for that. Anything pandemic specific y'all have been doing? Oh, we yeah, missed the uh, pandemic. Yeah, I mean like. Pandemic specific, it depends on what you mean by that. Like, because at Burn Hall, we still had to be spaced out, even though Burn Hall right. is big. And, like, you know, it, it kind of sucks breathing through your mask the whole day. But, like, you know, uh, we had to stay, like, I think I think they wanted us, like, 10 feet apart if we was going to take off our mask. Wow, wow. <laughs> but, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's all to stay safe and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. And uh, we, uh, we, we were lucky. We were fortunate in the fact that, that um, we didn't shut down at all during the pandemic. Oh, wow. Our case managers worked from home, of course, and had meetings from home. The UCC, though, because it's a smaller program and because we had all the live animals and stuff on campus, we couldn't and plants, we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I I opted to stay on campus. But we had there's five six of us, so we could separate, you know, and say distance as far as that was concerned. Um, but we were able to, as as a organization, still have you know, food and, and money, uh, you know, checks and um, any kind of service that the kids needed while they were, you know, quarantined, um, we could offer that to them as well. Yeah. So that was really nice um, and good to see people not losing their homes or, you know, oh, whatever, yeah. what have you, as far as that was concerned. So um, we, I, but I totally missed it. I didn't realize there was a pandemic going on because I was just work as usual <laughs> every day, you know. I'd go home and re- watch the news and I'd say, what's going on? Really? You know? <laughs> this is fun. crazy. <laughs> and the mayor's summer works program didn't stop either, right? It did not stop. No. Tell me about Youth Build's relationship there. Ah, oh, that was awesome. Um, I, I don't. I'm not sure of the numbers yet because I think they're still getting the reporting together. But we had a lot of kids, um, you know, high school range who had not had a job before. Maybe were with us last year. Um, partner with a lot of businesses around town um, that needed a couple of extra hands and, yeah. and were willing to give a few weeks of their time to train these kids and, and uh, you know, answer their questions and whatever, what have you. And when I say somewhere, you know, it's not, they're not really hard jobs. But, you know, I had a couple kids, and we had, so we had kids on campus. And then, um, you know, 
everyone, anyone from like Bates Memorial came to our campus and they had a, a summer camp. And so some of our kids, some of our kids worked that. And I know that um, uh, Dr. Barnes's compost co-op, they took yeah. a couple kids. And so yeah. as, as many people as I could get out in the community, hey, do you need a couple extra hands for a few weeks? You know what I mean? Like, is yeah. it, it's just moving dirt. You know what I mean? Like, get them out there and move some dirt, you know? Uh, it's good for the kids, but it's also good for the programs that want, you know, need a little cleanup or whatever. So it was nice. Absolutely. Yeah. And building those workforce skills and making those connections, that's awesome. Now, we've been talking a lot about the campus, and I, I bet it's something that people maybe have passed by, but they aren't really familiar with. <laughs> yep. So tell us about the Smoketown Youth Build Campus. What is there? What's going on? Uh, <clears throat> all right. So as far as the campus, I mean, I want to say they had it for about like seven years. It was definitely before I got there. Uh-huh. But uh, we used to have just that one small building. Mm-hmm. And, well, the... The two small buildings, and this is when I was there, but uh, so it was like the the education classes and stuff like that, and the offices and the uh, shop where we go and you know we built stuff like uh, the playhouses for yeah people from Coaster and stuff like that. Wow. But, uh, so it was basically those two spaces. We have the rain garden and uh, like basically the garden, and that's all we really had. And so you know. It's growing. It's most definitely growing. It's like an improvement. Like, not that there was anything wrong with it to me at first, to be honest with you. But <laughs> <laughs> And this but, is at where now? In so it's 800 South Preston Street. It's right, looking Preston. right behind Mazik Middle School. And actually, we're trying to take over the whole block. Uh, but we've started, uh, you know, Lynn has, has amassed uh, parts of the property. So we just finished a, uh, an entire building add-on. We doubled our size. It looks really So that nice. we could service yeah. you. Yeah. Um, we, we're trying to take care of it. Uh, <laughs> and MSD, about 10 years ago, I guess, came out and did the huge rain garden oh, area. Oh, okay. Where it's a very deep rain garden. But it... it um, helps as far as all the storm water when it storms. The storm water from the street comes in, and, as well as whatever we have at runoff goes into there. And it, I've seen it get as as high higher than my hips. Really? So, yeah, when I had to wade through and get the, some trees out of there, <laughs> I, I was gonna plant them and then I didn't, and I had to go rescue them. So, um, but it, it so it does its job, and um, and it helps in that way. And we also have the permeable pavers. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that, nice. Uh, you know, so that the concrete, the water has somewhere to run off yeah. into. into. Um, and recently, I had the kids. Lynn Rippey's uh, dream for campus was to have a kitchen garden like they have in France, which, by the way, Lafayette has been to France. Oh, okay. And um, it kind of mimicked the uh, King's Kitchen Garden where they go. We have like a fellowship or a partnership there with them uh, as far as education goes. We this year we didn't get to go because of COVID, but in in the year future and in the years past, they've taken a small group of kids who have earned earned it for a couple of weeks to France, and they get wow. to work in their garden and then experience all the stuff that comes along with that. So that's nice. And the kids this year made a 50 raised bed garden. So they 50. Built, built 50 of them. I worked them like dogs. Wow. Um, but they're troopers. Uh, it's not completed yet, but nearly. And uh, we, I think we used up all the cedar from this side of the continent to <laughs> wherever they get it from. Um, but in addition to that, we also added 20 chickens and five turkeys, which we're going to eat a couple of them Thanksgiving and oh, see yeah. how they taste. See if it's like eating a tomato out of the garden. <laughs> um, we also got uh, eight peacocks and, 20, and, and about 10,000 bees. So, yes. The peacocks, I thought, would be fun because... You know, the zoo doesn't have them anymore. They got rid of them a few years back oh. because of uh, predatory issues. And so I thought it would be fun. So we've built a huge coop 
slash aviary. It's like the Taj Mahal of poops. <laughs> and the kids have been working on it for about two months, and it's they're ready to be done with it, for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we try to do those things along with everything else as far as campus cleanup goes. When I came, the campus was a little run down. Um, it just hadn't been tended to in a while, so we had a lot of uh, upkeep to do. And the kids were like, why, why, why have you to do this? And, well, once we get it done, if we maintain it, we're good. So yeah. they're learning those lessons of... Just keeping, you know, staying on top, up on things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Wow. And turtles? You got turtles? We up have two there? turtles. Well, because I think turtles are my spirit animal. So oh. when we were going to get the peacocks, we would come across them in the road, and I pick them up and bring them home. One of us disappeared. I think he went home with a student. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get it back, but she she's a nut. So she said, "Miss Victoria, I take it home. It's my turtle." <laughs> so we're we're on a mission for not that one down, but yeah. <laughs> and you've just added beehives. And we added the beehives, wow. yes. Those are exciting in and of themselves. Wow. Um, I have had some experience tending bees, but not, so we're all learning together, which is kind of fun. That's kind of the fun of it, too. You know, it's sure. the whole play aspect of it is to teach them. One of my favorite things is to tell the kids, I don't know the answer sometimes either. They yes. all think I know all the answers, yes. but I don't. Yes. <laughs> and I, sometimes I pick the wrong thing, and we have to try again, you know, and they're all, sometimes afraid that they're going to get in trouble. That's what they tell me. <laughs> we're going to get in trouble if we do it wrong. And I say, no, we just have to do it another way then, you know. But, you know. Lafayette, have you been learning. tending the animals at all? Is that something you're into? Oh, uh, yeah. I got uh, four chickens that have been there from the beginning. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, since, uh, like... Uh, the OG so chickens. So it was, like, yeah. So so <laughs> 2018, like... No, I think it was, like, 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. There was some students from the class that had, like, brought, like... Uh, they brought four chickens and, like, three rabbits or something. And... They ended up giving those rabbits to uh, some rabbit sanctuary, I think, and I hope. But uh, yeah, but uh, <clears throat> but yeah, like so, I've been having those chickens there for like forever. Are they laying know. eggs still? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they still laying eggs. Wow. Apparently, like I had to talk about that with somebody else. They uh, so one of the other alumni who graduated in two thousand, I want to say eighteen. Yeah, it was eighteen. They graduated in two thousand eighteen. And they was telling me that those chickens was like not even a year old when they brought them. Oh, okay. So, so I got lucky with that. And so, you know what I'm saying? So, hopefully, they'll last very long. Yeah. But, uh, well, I told Lafayette recently that we we're going to eat the chickens after they stop <laughs> laying eggs. And he told me, surely we will not eat those chickens. Yeah, those are my happening. chickens. We're not eating the OG chickens. <laughs> so, we're not allowed to eat burial. the OG chickens, yeah. right? Those are Lafayette's pets. That's right. So, They're probably too yeah. tough to eat anyway. Jeez, and right yeah, now they are. Hey, no, nah, yeah, like the two are. You know, Henrietta <laughs> is a tough old bird. So like, uh, man, I I watch those chickens like a lot, man. They they they'll come up to me, especially when they think I have food. So oh, they'll yeah. hear they're and they are the only four that will hear any bag and run straight to you. Okay. <laughs> like they'll, the they'll Doritos run, the Doritos crumble run. Yeah, nah, yeah. So they'll run straight <laughs> up to you and they'll, they'll watch you eat. They, they're just like little dogs or something. But yeah, that man. So I've been having them forever. And like they, I mean, so some people like to think that the turkeys run the show, but. I've, Those hands are in the show. Yeah, well, yeah, when it comes to the food, man, they they not scared of nobody. Huh. Like, <laughs> but the turkeys have been phenomenal because, well, the two older turkeys, um, you know, they're just meat birds. 
So we intend on eating those, and then we have three Kentucky Heritage turkeys that we intend to keep as pets, the Bourbon Reds. And oh. they, um, they're, so they're pretty juvenile still. But those big ones are already displaying. So when they oh, wow. run around after the ladies, those boys, you know, they, their snood comes down and they, <laughs> they're shaking their feathers. <laughs> and the people who walk past are like, oh, my God, I've never seen a turkey. You know? So it's fun because the community is interacting with us. And, that's right. And so that's enjoyable. That's yeah. right. Yeah, well, no, I ain't going to lie. Those are my uh, first turkeys that i seen up close and personal, too. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Most people don't get that privilege. That's awesome. We're talking about Youth Build Louisville today. You can learn more at youthbuildlouisville.org. Uh, we're talking with Victoria Rodriguez, who's the Urban Conservation Corps Manager, and Lafierre Mitchell, who is uh, 2016 Youth Build alumni. And uh, what else is at the site in terms of you've got 50 raised beds. Do you have a greenhouse or anything like that? We have that? a small yeah. greenhouse, yes. Uh-huh. It's, um, we've... We've kind of outgrown it, but we're, we try to make it work, you know? Yeah. Um, we had started all our plants this summer or this spring. Okay. Well, I say spring, but it was more like late spring, early early summer. Because I didn't get there until March, yeah, um, it was like kind of hit the ground running. Okay, what are we going to sure do? Sure was, you know? yeah. And uh, so we're hoping that this year throughout the winter we have some time to plan and really be more, become more organized. Um, and maybe by then all our big projects will be done and we can you know level out a little bit i can can chill out um i heard about this big garden party so every year we have a big garden party which is our big fundraiser for the the france trip and um people come out to the garden and i but i didn't hear about it during my interview i heard about it after the fact and there was about a month before the garden party and i was thinking what garden party win i don't have a garden ready so i am completely thankful to kobe for that because it allowed me time (laughs) to prepare for a whole year for a garden party so that's been nice but um you know, I just don't want uh, people to come onto campus and not. I want I want them to see beauty. You know, I want them to see yeah. that the kids are and they're working very hard at it. The kids don't always enjoy it. They definitely. Um, my program is is green uh, focused, so that we they want them to maybe get green careers at the end of this. And I while I have a lot of great partnerships, I also know that my kids maybe don't really want that. You know, they mm-hmm. just needed something to do for. So I want it to be more about. Um, just growing them, you yes, know, so yeah, yeah. however I can grow you. And then maybe 10 years from now, you'll decide, oh, I can, maybe I want to grow my own uh-huh. garden, you know, uh-huh. or maybe they'll come back and they help me. Uh, if one's a welder, they'll weld us some fences cool, or some, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how things how they can contribute, that everything doesn't look like the box it's put in, you yes, know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and when we start, start thinking creatively or with open minds, then... Everyone's not so different, or right. everyone adds value. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. So. Yeah, yeah. And everything on site has been built by the youth. Is that right? Well, not everything on site. The new building was built by by Lake to Fill Construction. Okay. Um, so we have those partnerships. But when we when we can, we try to get yeah. that. Uh, of course, there's a like I said, the construction program is only four, is only uh, three months long. So oh, they okay. get a basic general construction, and yeah. then we send them off to other. Uh, I think we have a partnership with the the Carpenters Union, something like that. So um, then they, we get additional, more uh, skilled training yeah. at those places. But yes. Wow. Have you ever started trees there as a nursery for trees? We, we don't have a nursery for trees, but we <laughs> have helped Little Grows with their tree um, oh, okay. initiatives and Greenheart. Uh, I believe that's a UofL thing. So yeah, yes. yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Cool. Well, tell us more about these partnerships, because I'm sure that's what makes it a rich program for people. So, you know... These are potential employers. Uh, Correct. Like, who are some of these partners? I have partnered with U of L, Bernheim, 
Who else? Uh, MSD. We have partnerships with Ag in the City. Ag in the City is a brand new up and coming organization. Soil and Water Conservation District. Yes, yeah. and USCA. Yeah. Um, Kurt Mason's been great. We, awesome. We're trying to get a, a big CIG grant. We would be rad if we could. <laughs> um, as we're growing, so this last year, you know, it was our first year as the Urban Conservation Corps. Oh, it was the first year. Very okay. first year. So they've tried to have some programs in the past um, that, that didn't work out for whatever reason. And so this is actually, we're, we're at the bottom level, which is kind of exciting for Lafayette and I, you know. Um, we get to kind of grow it like, like we <laughs> yeah, grow a little yeah. plant, right? <laughs> so I'm hoping that whatever we do and ha whatever direction we move forward in, that A, you know, it's something that we can manage. But B, it's something that will be exciting and will uh, regenerate in our community, you know. Not only because our community really needs it, mm. but uh, because the kids need it. You know, they need something to see that, you know, I contribute to this. I tell the kids, I say kids, they're students. Right, they're young right. adults. I tell them all the time, this very first year is probably going to be the toughest year. But it's also going to be a very significant year for me because we did all of these things, and it was incredible. Because some of these things would take years for people to complete, and yeah. we actually tackled them all and did it. You wow. know, And so that's something that they can't – 50 beds are going to stay there for a long time, and you'll be able to drive your kids faster and say, those are my 50 beds. You know what yeah, I mean? And so wow. those are huge things um, that you know make you feel a little good about yourself. And like you can plant a plant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like uh, – I remember past garden parties where people had come up to me and like <clears throat> they would ask me what's in the greenhouse and and what kind of stuff do I grow? <laughs> but uh, there was a lady who was a master gardener and she had left a lot of succulents. And that's what basically what I've been like giving people during those garden parties. I'm like, hey, take one of these. <laughs> like, they they usually impossible to kill, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. Like, I, I usually tell people straight up, I'm like, man, if you water this like a house plant, then, you know, it might not make it because, you know, people forget about it. And that's, you know, water is important to like every plant. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. so, you know, uh, a lot of people come up to me and start asking about spray bottles and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, look, what you do <laughs> is you get the clay pot. And there's like that little plate that sits at the bottom of that. I was like, I just fill that up with water. Oh yeah. And then it slowly absorbs from uh -huh. the bottom, like a slow leak irrigation system, basically. Yeah. And, you know, it absorbs that way, and I'm like, that'll keep all your stuff growing. You yeah. Know? And like, you can go away for like two weeks and have this thing still sitting in here with water, and it still be watered by the time you get back. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> trick for yeah. for keeping those house plants and potted plants healthy. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's been a lot of issues with invasive species in that in that site on campus, right? And this and the youth build kids have been helping remove that. Oh yes, yeah, the poor things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, one of them ain't even uh, a weed. It's a morning glory. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> but that's man. that's going to climb your fence and every other tall plant you got. But uh, <laughs> there's that. There's Johnson Johnson grass. Johnson grass is like the worst. Yeah, the Johnson grass is the worst. It's Whatever crazy. I see, people like that's that same grass that like grows on those empty plots. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And you ever just see them? Like, that's what that is. Uh -huh. But uh, there's a, uh, what else? I'm probably saying, I mean, crabgrass. Crabgrass ain't that bad, though. Uh, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, comparatively, right? Yeah, and uh, and neither is Dandelion, but, you know, it's still stuff you got to look I out for. I Dandelion, but... Yeah, so I think the issue is, um, with as far as invasives go, a lot of people think, I'll just weed whack it, right? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't do anything. No, it actually spreads <laughs> yeah, the seed, no, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you don't get the seed head off, no. uh, we're just going to have it next year and maybe <laughs> twice as bad. So... I have tried to stop that. They all think that I'm crazy. They they thought Lynn thought I was a nut when I started hoarding cardboard. So I told her, oh, "We're yeah. going to save all this money and we're going to cardboard. We're going to mulch with it." Uh, you know, and she said, and "She said, Victoria, we we're, this looks really bad out here." And I said, "No, it's going to be fine." Well, then we would lay the cardboard down and then maybe didn't get the mulch yet. And so then it looked like there was cardboard everywhere. And she said, Victoria, you got to get that up. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't look good. And, and, and I said, just trust me. Just trust me, Lynn. Um, it took a long time. But now I think the garden is starting to show that the weeds aren't coming through. Really? And, you know, it's staying the way it's supposed to stay. Nice. You know, and so as long as we maintain at the end of the year by, by picking all our seed heads off so that they don't go where they want to go, we put them where we want them to put them. We should be able to main the, maintain the garden better. Yeah. Um, and th- it's just all part of the maintenance <laughs> aspect of it. You know, when I, when I master garden with my master gardener ladies at the Louisville Nature Center, um, which is a number of our partners, by the way, they, uh, they go for two hours a week and they maintain the entire sensory garden on just two hours. And it's 20, 20 hands, two hours a week. And it's nice because there's a fellowship, right? We get to learn from each other, get to see how everyone's doing, you know, if someone's, you know, whatever, we can take care of them. Yeah. But also, we get our work done, you yeah. know, and so 20 hands is a lot better than two hands because uh-huh. <laughs> when I'm working, in, you know, at, at, in the garden all day and all night, I'm thinking, wow, man, you know, I wish I had 20 more hands, you know, so it, it, if we maintain it, it should stay pretty nice and then MSC won't get us anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, MSD was a really big partner in putting in that rain guard, and okay. so they, you know, we have a con- you know have a contract where we agreed to keep it a certain way. And, yeah. And I think a couple years in the couple years past, which I do want to mention that that's why I brought Lafayette today is because Lafayette has held this garden down for as many years as he's been there, and then some. Uh, everyone that I know knows Lafayette. As far as oh youth build, I know Lafayette in the garden. You know, <laughs> Lafayette's he grew flowers for um, Rebecca's wedding. Who who works at the Little Nature Center and, nice. and and you know he's worked with Hot White Hall and, and with Carolyn and just he's all over town. No, everybody knows Lafayette if they know youth build garden. So he's been holding it down for me so I could come here and we could work <laughs> together. and I could make him crazy. Uh, <laughs> crazy is the key word because they all think I'm crazy. Yeah. Well, so, so we're nearing the end of our time, but you, you mentioned needing more hands, and your program's going to double in size? It's going to double in size, yes. Oh, this, thank you. I want to mention that. Um, we are looking for new students for, for all of our programs. We have the, the CNA program or the nursing, the nursing program um, right there on campus, and then we have the construction program, uh, which you know is a basic skills for construction, but you can learn how to use all the tools, which can help you in any job. You know, any yeah. job's going to ask you what t- tools can, do you can right, use, right. what machinery can you have. This year I took students um, and taught them how to drive uh, backhoe. So, oh, wow. You know, they're <laughs> going to be able to say, I drove They're not, like, certified, but <laughs> they know how to drive one. So that's yeah. all. Do you have you driven a backhoe? Yes. Okay. That's how you get in a job, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> these are things that they can um, take with them and put on their resume, and that will make them more, you know, yeah. hireable. So... Um, as far as my uh, students go, I am looking for 10 new students 
Okay. So to start out the new year in October. So if anyone knows anyone who's green-minded or who maybe might benefit from working in the garden, it's also really good therapy. It's free therapy, I say. Yeah. So um, only this one kind of pays you. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> another reason why we need, like, a lot of hands is because, uh, like, COVID, that didn't, that, that didn't did some it. damage. Yeah. Like, because yeah. uh, normally we would have people come through and help us like we we have like a really big thing of volunteers usually oh okay. and it's like uh for yeah so we haven't had any of those people come through this year because of covid and usually that might be the little boost that we need in the garden like when they'll bring high school students uh uh what's that uh thing uh mission Mission yep. people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, missionaries and uh, like you know, everybody. Like different organizations will come and help us, and they usually have like a set day. So uh, there's the uh, Red Day event that usually goes on, and I cool. think uh, Keller Williams usually comes and helps us. And you know, I've needed them in my garden, like <laughs> you know that once a year, man. Like they. They come through. They come through. Yeah, but, uh, that can make a big difference. And on that yeah. note, too, I want to also mention, if if there's anyone needing our help, we we have want to complete our service, and we want to build those and grow those relationships. And so, um, you know, if you have suggestions or, you know, whatever, I will try to make it happen. So just, you know, awesome. give me a shout-out. And you can find Victoria Rodriguez at uh, youthbuildlouisville.org, right? Correct. All right. We're, ne- we're at the end of our time. Any, anything else you wanted to add before we go? I just want to thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I want to thank you guys. This was great fun. I learned so much, and I do look forward to getting on the campus sometime. And Please do. Checking. It sounds like you need some hands, so <laughs> yeah. I might be put, put to work. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, this was great, y'all. Good luck, uh, Levy, in your next steps, man. I, I, I can feel it. You're going to be very successful. Victoria, good luck with your new new double-sized crew (laughs) coming up in October. And uh, stay tuned, everybody. Coming up on Forward Radio, we got your community action calendar. So uh, get ready to take action for sustainability this week here on 106.5 FM. Just a little bit of love, 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 no me cierre la puerta, no me cierre la puerta de tu corazón, no me cierre la puerta. Sustainability Now on WFMPLP Louisville. We are your community radio station, Forward Radio 106.5 FM, broadcasting to you from the top of the historic Hayburn Building here in downtown Louisville. My name is Justin Mogg. Glad to have you back on the program. And uh, get your pencils out and your calendars ready for action this week, my friends. A lot for sustainability coming up this week. 
and it starts on Tuesday the 15th. That is the registration deadline, my friends, to participate in the Ohio River Basin 2020 Summit being hosted by the University of Louisville. However, it's all digital and it's taking place on September 30th to October 2nd. That's Wednesday through Friday. The Ohio River Basin Consortium for Research and Education and the Ohio River Basin Alliance are presenting Bridging Visions to Protect Our Health Economy and Environment in the Ohio River Basin. Conference topics include invasive species, land use, populations, ecosystem services and economics, nutrients, policy, citizen science, contaminants, connectance between streams and rivers, anthropological and archaeological research, outdoor recreation and therapeutic effects, scientific communications, ecosystem restoration, abandoned mine impacts, ecological economics, invasive species, aquatic biology, ArcGIS applications, drought management, environmental policy, flood management, food, energy and water nexus, geological science, hydrological monitoring, social hydrology, uh, stormwater nutrient removal and mitigation, uh, watershed management, water quality impairment studies, water resource engineering and management, and storytelling and ethnography. Yes, folks, it's super interdisciplinary. The Ohio River Basin Alliance will be hosting a series of implementation workshops for the Ohio River Basin Plan 2020 on the start at the start of the uh, summit on Wednesday, September 30th. The six workshops are based on the goals of the Ohio River Basin Plan, which include reliable flood control and risk reduction, river transport corridor, healthy productive ecosystems, world-class recreation opportunities, abundant clean water, and knowledge-informed decisions. So full details and registration are on the conference website, which you can find at louisville.edu slash sustainability. Again, the registration deadline is this coming Tuesday, the 15th, for the Ohio River Basin 2020 Summit taking place virtually on Wednesday, September 30th through Friday, October 2nd. So get it now. Also, as you probably know, if you've been listening to the station, Forward Radio is participating again in Give for Good Louisville this coming Thursday, September 13th. I'm sorry, 17th. That's when we want you to go to giveforgoodlouisville.org and make a donation at any level. Forward Radio is happy to participating, be participating again this year, and our goal is to raise $4,000, one donation at a time, to help keep us on the air for 200 more days. Can you imagine if we can make our goal on this coming Thursday and raise that $4,000, one donation at a time, we will be on the air for another 200 days with funding secured. So you can help make that happen on Thursday the 17th. Actually, if you aren't around or that day doesn't work for you, you can donate now. Go to giveforgoodlouisville.org and donate at whatever level you can. And we will be more than happy to shout you out live on the air on Thursday the 17th. We're going to do some special live programming throughout the day starting at 11 a.m. with an access hour. There's going to be a live critical thinking for everyone at 5 p.m. Oh, man, it's going to be a great, great day. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we've got some special live musical programming. And oh, up all night with, with Lonnie, is uh, he's going to be doing an overnight show uh great musical entertainment uh, from 1 a.m to 6 a.m so please go to giveforgoodlouisville.org and donate what you can and we'll shout you out on the air on thursday september 17th 
Now, also starting Thursday the 17th and running through Sunday the 20th, it's the A to Z Impacts of Plastic Online Summit from Fracked Gas to Plastic Pollution in the Ohio River Valley and beyond. Extinction Rebellion Kentucky encourages all listeners to join us for a weekend of events, including a film screening, panel discussion, and art builds. This summit is the culmination of a four-month digital series on the impacts of plastic production on health, the environment, climate, and economics. This virtual summit kicks off on Thursday with a free screening of The Story of Plastic and a discussion with the director. You can register now for this great free summit uh, at impactsofplastic.com. Coming up on Friday the 18th at noon at the University of Louisville's Garden Commons in its brand new location just east of the Speed Art Museum. It's a workshop on Divest UofL and a just transition. Learn more about the divestment campaign at the University of Louisville and the framework for a just transition in our economy. Uh, join our movement to divest from fossil fuels, prisons and policing, and the military industrial complex to cut our dining contract with Aramark and to reinvest in supporting students and our communities. You can learn more at louisville.edu slash sustainability or just come on out to the Garden Commons at the University of Louisville. It's at the southwest corner of Strickler Hall, just east of the Speed Art Museum at noon on Friday the 18th. Now, coming up this Saturday, the 19th at 9 a.m., it's the Louisville Grows inaugural Plant 5K Run and Walk, taking place in Jeffersonville, Indiana, at the Jeffersonville Overlook 100 West Riverside Drive. It is a fundraiser, a new race along the Ohio River in Jeffersonville. In the inaugural 5K event, will support Louisville Grows' mission to grow greener, healthier neighborhoods by reducing the urban heat island effect, increasing our community's tree canopy, and supporting recreation along shady routes that tree planting can create. The race will feature unique and sustainable gifts and best practices for the race and festivities. Each participant will receive a collapsible reusable cup with registration. Overall winners will receive free professional tree planting on their property or on their behalf. This is a zero-waste event. No disposable cups will be offered to the runners. Waterstep will collect old shoe donations on-site for recycling. Composting, recycling, and waste management stations will be provided. Participant awards will be made for renewable resources by local artists. And t-shirts will be available as an add-on only at registration. Given the significant environmental cost of making t-shirts, 2,700 gallons of water to make a single cotton t-shirt, and 2 kilograms of carbon, we've opted for alternative, more eco-friendly gifts for the runners. Please bring your own water and water bottle. No water will be provided at the event. And you can get more information and register at plant5k.org for this coming Saturday the 19th, 9 a.m. at the Jeffersonville Overlook 100 West Riverside Drive, the inaugural Louisville Grows Plant 5K Run and Walk. Don't miss it. Also coming up this Saturday, just after that at 10 a.m., it's the next in the every Saturday at 10 a.m. Progressive Women of Old Louisville Walking Tour. The women of Old Louisville helped transform the city during the rise of the suffrage movement. You can come learn about their philanthropic history and contributions they left behind on this 
guided walking tour through historic Old Louisville. It's every Saturday through the end of October, so it's coming up this September 19th, then the 26th, and all every Saturday in October at 10 a.m. Tickets are $25 for adults, $15 for students, and to purchase tickets, you can go to conradcaldwell.org. That's C-O-N-R-A-D-C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L.org, and it's sponsored by the Conrad Caldwell House Museum and the Filson Historical Society and the Women's Club of Louisville every Saturday at 10 a.m. Progressive Women of Old Louisville Walking Tour. Coming up this Sunday, the 20th, at uh, 2 to 5 p.m., it's the Waterfront Botanical Gardens 6th Annual Regeneration Fair. You heard about it first here on the program a few weeks ago. Remember, the Waterfront Botanical Gardens is now open to the public, and it's free at 1435 Frankfurt Avenue. That's right down near River Road. There is a $10 suggested donation if you want to make a donation to the gardens. The Waterfront Botanical Gardens annual free family-friendly environmental fair is back again. Join us for t-shirt printing with steam exchange, make your own paper flowers, plant printing, beekeeping featuring Cave Hill Honey, food literacy project plant seedling giveaway, a bug costume parade, a ladybug release, entertainment from Sky's the Limit stilt walking and Squalus puppeteers, and refreshing treats from Steel City Pops and Fanty's Coffee. Uh, the Louisville Visual Art Association's plein air paint out will be taking place from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. with awards at 3 p.m. All booths will be spaced to manage crowds and promote distancing. Masks are required for everyone. And hand sanitizing stations will be at multiple locations throughout the fair. Learn more at waterfrontgardens.org. It's this Sunday the 20th from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Waterfront Botanical Garden on Frankfurt Avenue at River Road. Now finally, coming up Monday the 21st at 4 p.m., it's the Moral Monday Caravan Protest march on McConnell's meanness, mayhem, and misery. From Paducah to Bowling Green to Louisville to Lexington to Fort Wright to London, the Kentucky Poor People's Campaign is coordinating a multi-city caravan protest of the offices of Mitch McConnell on Monday, September 21st. We will be joined in solidarity at, this na- at his national office by the D.C. area Poor People's Campaign as well. The caravan protests will coincide with the ongoing Moral Monday Digital March hosted by Poor People's Campaign co-chair Reverend William Barber. And live reports from each location will be part of the National Digital March. Bike and cars will line up between 3.30 and 4 p.m. Eastern, and the Caravan Protest March starts promptly at 4 p.m. Eastern. The Kentucky Poor People's Campaign is nonpartisan, and this is not an endorsement march of any candidate. This is a calling of attention to McConnell's block of the CARES Act, his weakening of relief to those who need it most, and support of relief to billionaires and the wealthy, as well as the role he champions as self-proclaimed Grim Reaper to stop legislation that can help Kentuckians. Learn more at facebook.com slash Kentucky PPC for the Moral Monday Caravan Protest March on McConnell's Meanness, Mayhem, and Misery taking place this Monday, September 21st at 4 p.m. around the state. And that's all the time we have for today here on Sustainability Now. Stay tuned. Lots of great stuff coming your way on Forward Radio. And I'll be back in your ears again in one week's time, my friends. Stay well. Stay well.